Yeah, we did it. Oh, awesome job, everybody. <laughs> no thanks to you, Zoom motherfuckers. <laughs> and Sam's having trouble connecting the video to Facebook through Zoom. So it's just one of those activity dog days. And it's a great way to segue into the message of the week because it is about that damn shit. So this is from a gentleman uh, I'm very fond of, listen to him a lot. He's got his own podcast. He's got all kinds of crazy things. The impeccable Gary Vaynerchuk. Are you familiar with Gary Vaynerchuk? Oh, Gary? yes, I am. Yes, okay, I am. cool. I follow him. So this is, this is something he said uh, in one of his recent Tea with Gary V's. This is about doing over dwelling. Right now, 98% of people are going to dwell. And the 2% that do and make and create and go on offense and realize an opportunity will succeed 10x. And that's the way the game is played. So no crying over <laughs> your audio. Oh, I mean, we should know about that, right? <laughs> so this show is all about music and musicians and the crazy shit that happens. And how many gigs have you gotten to? And they're like, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Or your string pops or like, what the? Oh, man. I have, I have a great story about that, actually. It's about my Yo, favorite. tell us. Tell my us. My first gig in Los Angeles. So I moved here from New York. I'd lived in New York for like 11 years. I moved to Los Angeles in July. And the very first gig I got was opening for uh, a Dodgers game, actually. Oh, wow. Dodgers Stadium. <laughs> And I uh, played with Vitamin String Quartet. And this so, is clearly pre-COVID. <laughs> oh, yeah. This was last summer, you know, before, you know, we knew it was going to hit us. And yeah. uh, I get there. They've mic'd, they've mic'd our instruments and everything. And we start playing. And I just hear this, like, vast boom of, like, feedback <laughs> filling the entire stadium. And it was my cello. That nice. Was back. The microphone was just picking up the vibrations of my instruments so poorly. It was and were, awesome. you the, were you the only cellist? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That's dope. So they were like, fucking cellist, never again. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I've wrecked audio for like an audience of like, you know, what is that, like 10,000 people or yeah, something? Yeah. That's dope. That's dope. Well, depending on how many how many listeners we have today, you could contribute to another 10,000 possibly. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I fucking love it. So how are you doing otherwise? <laughs> I'm really good, man. I'm really, you know, I'm, I'm busy. I've been uh, keeping myself busy. Since all of this craziness happened, thankfully, since I moved Good. here, I've been uh, building out two businesses. Uh, one of them is, you know, one of them took off in just the way it was meant to, which is coaching uh, professionally mm. for musicians and their careers. And the other one was freelancing in Los Angeles and Chillis. Now, obviously, that has gone through a big transformation since this all started. Yeah, and, and we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you want me to go into it now at all or? Whatever you want to do. There's no script. I lost yeah, okay. it. <laughs> this is like this is like improv. This is like uh, Charles Ives. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll get into it later because I kind of want to talk about like what has been keeping me afloat and like that that, that you um, just read of like Gary V's is just like so spot on. I mean, yeah. this is the thing that I want to point out, though, is that I in a time like this in which like it's not that reality has shifted, right? Like reality's always been like weird and chaotic. It's just that like we mm -hmm. tend to think there's some rule book we're trying to follow that we don't have access to, but the rules are somewhere out there, right? And we're always trying to figure out well, what's the right thing to do? What's the right way to grow a business? The right way to like express myself as an artist, right? And we all like automatically fall into this. And now the world is, you know, showing us that there were never any rules and there are no rules, right? So it's just one big experiment. And 
that's good news because if you can remember that it's really you creating everything, you're you're not going to go wrong. Like you you can just remember it's an experiment and it's about trying stuff out. When we get stuck and dwelling and feel helpless and pitted against the circumstances is when we really sink. That said, I think that because this has been like such a huge shift in like our normal framework of reality, all of us have to have gone through some kind of like processing time to just like really, you know, uh, like have this sink in, like things are different now. Things are not going to look the way that you plan them out to be for the next year. You know, um, your source of income might change the way that you make income might change the pace at which you get, it might change. Um, so there's like, there's a very necessary processing part. I would even say like, to a certain degree, like grieving, like for musicians, a lot of us lost our, like, a <laughs> lot of gigs. I mean, my, my partner, um, he's a guitarist for Pink Martini and he was going to go to like Estonia and like in France and Europe this summer, like not going to happen now. Yeah. Right. You know, like that right. sucks. Like, um, but there is space to give yourself time to process it and then say, okay, you know, uh, ultimately, you know, what I, what I create and generate in my life is my responsibility. So like, what am I going to do? You know, like, what can I create? Um, yeah. So it's, I like, could, yeah. it's just like writing music. And, and I've found so many parallels, like in my industry, uh, you know, where I make most of my money, which is food and beverage and, and restaurants. Um, and, and it's always chaos. Like you just have to expect every day, like you come in and, like there's going to be fires or leaks or just just the most insane thing so some of us were like better prepared for this it's just like the chaos is always there or like live shows the same way like you just never know are you going to be the culprit that you know offers feedback to ten thousand people in the stadium it's like that's just normal for yeah. us right so a lot of us are just like and and a lot of us are used to living on the edge in terms of income like not knowing six months out what it's going to be like. I remember when I was freelancing, that was always the case. Like you're booked up and it's just like, but after that, I, I don't know what happens in August. And and restaurants are always like, will we make it six more months? Can we make it six more months? You're just always gauging those little things. And I think you're right that there were a lot of people that were super comfortable and just thinking like, you know, Prince Charming was just going to sail you off into the sunset. And then like a fly swatter, swack. No. <laughs> but no. that's real. That's totally real. Like this is one of the first times in human history where we're just like, oh no, like the amount of people that don't practice self-defense is remarkable to me because there was never a point in history where you wouldn't grow up knowing how to defend yourself and your family and like learn weaponry and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. people are just like, no, I don't need that. And you got another thing oh, coming. Really? Yeah, I know, right? You know, I actually, admittedly, I don't know self-defense regard except for Time like, to go, girl. As soon as they open the dojos, right? you're in the hotbed. You're in like jujitsu central in LA <laughs> in San Diego. Like some of the best instructors oh, yeah? right there. Yeah. And particularly like, you know, my wife and my daughters all trained. That is a prerequisite. Like you want to, for my kids, I'm like, oh, you want to go play out in the streets of New York? Yeah. Guess what? <laughs> you're going to learn to choke somebody. For real, like not like, oh, you know, like you're going to learn how to do it. And uh, so that's just like this agreement that we have and train them regularly. You're not going to run around the city without knowing some of that stuff. And it ups, ups the whole game. Sorry for the background noise, too. We got <laughs> a little cacophony this morning. We've made 130 lunches for a homeless shelter and a hospital. And they, like literally we finished. We've been we've been at the restaurant uh, since since like 9 a.m. 
cranking it out. And uh, we finished about 10 minutes before I sat down to, to do the show. And so the guys are kind of cleaning up. And it's just like, boom, 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 boom. I love that. I, lo- I love yeah. that so much. I feel like there's such a pull right now for like humanitarian work and like, what can we do? Yeah. What can we do? What can we do? And it turns out we can actually do a lot, you know? Um, 100%. You know, and so like I was just talking with you when we were catching up earlier this week, uh, I got um, I I signed up to work with uh, Local 802, which is the New York City uh, Musicians Union. They're mm-hmm. doing like a huge citywide virtual music festival right now for hospitals in New York City, uh, having musicians with like all walks of life. In fact, they opened it up with like Tony Bennett playing. That's what I found out. Cool. That's great. Tony yeah. Bennett. He's still alive. I know. Wow. <laughs> Gigging, man. And, Keep them safe. Keep them safe. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, and it's so great because it's like you know, it's just that opportunity to like give back and like mm. the, the I'm you know I get to perform like an hour of music um, dedicated to and specifically for the New York City hospital workers, and they all have like theme songs. They picked different like rock, like like spirit theme songs. Um, yeah. And uh, I'm going to try and like learn a couple of them and play them for the, the hospital and stuff. But, you know, it's like, it's a great time to, again, like I find humanitarian work actually wonderful in, in how it can kind of grow what you're doing in your like own sphere. Uh, because again, it's like a great way to like team up with people and sort of like embed yourself in communities you want to be a part of because, you know, people will always rally around humanitarian work. It, it's, it feels so good to do. It's so fulfilling. You get so many people on your team being like, yes, how can I help? And um, it's a really great, um, in addition, of course, to like the experience of like being of service and what you do, you also get to like lead something, right? You get to lead a project. And it's like a really great way to give back. I think it's just uh, like, and give to yourself as well. You know, I think admittedly, like when I was like a 20 year old kind of asshole and I was just like, I'm not going to give my first away for a good cause. Like, you know, I was so stinky about it. And now that I've actually like contributed to, to like, you know, fundraisers and, and, and causes and services and, and like organize them myself. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I was holding back on myself. You know, yeah. like um, I did not imagine like it could actually be this rewarding. It's funny. I, I had this conversation a couple weeks ago. I had one of my first bosses and like early mentors. Uh, he's a, he's franchised his restaurants. Now I worked for him in the early nineties and we were talking about how you get into that vibe. Cause I, he, he's done that remarkably. His restaurants have, have given 50,000 meals away for free in the last, in the last two months, like 50,000 meals. Wow. It's crazy. And, and, that idea really for him and for me came like when my back was against the wall and it's like, I'm going to lose everything, you know, and, and how, how do I not? And it became that sense of service and community. That was the only thing, 100%. Any of you out there listening, you think like, oh, I want to open a business or I want to start this thing. It is the community. If you do not have the backing of the community, I don't care if it's like your locale or like the broader, like if you're in digital marketing, like you need the digital marketing community. If you're a musician, you need the music community. You know, it's you always have to have that. If you're out there, like in the woods, trying to clear the forest by yourself, it's going to be a long, hard road. <laughs> that is so crazy and so true. So yeah. we're going to take a we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to pick back up with that and learn about how you got into this idea of service and coaching, which are super entrepreneurial and how it's helped you during this period. And then like 
the forecast for the music industry because <laughs> damn, damn. All right, everybody, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in just a minute. You're listening to the Entrepreneurial Web. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. everybody welcome back once again you're listening to the entrepreneurial web i'm your host jeremiah fox to catch everybody up especially because we had a little audio issue at the beginning of the first segment where nobody could hear me but i don't know what happened <laughs> we are joined today for this first portion by an old friend from the new york city music scene kaylee drain she now lives in los angeles she is a cellist but she is also a coach kaylee are you here can you hear me Yes, sir. I can. There we go. Okay. Audio is funny because my, my friend that's coming on the next segment, he's now in Pittsburgh. He was also here in New York for a long time. Uh, he's an audio engineer. I'm like, where the fuck were you when we need you, bro? <laughs> the irony. God damn it. <laughs> so Kaylee uh, was going to tell us how she got into the idea of coaching service, how that helped her with her music business. And then what's, what's going to happen for musicians, especially like freelancers and performers. I've got a lot of friends here who have like the nice, you know, part-time university teaching gigs. So they're still teaching like online classes and making some money and that's kind of okay. Or some of them are public school educators. And so they're, they're doing okay. But there's a lot of you that <laughs> like, well, wait, wait, where's the scratch coming from? You know? So oh, yeah. give us, give us your lowdown. How did you get into the idea of coaching? from being a cellist and service and then how that's helped your business and what's coming up for you next. 
Right. So about three years ago, I started doing some kind of deep diving, like personal and professional development work. Um, I was a participant um, in a big program that I eventually started to coach in. And one of the programs was about building out, um, you know, a team of people and leading them uh, for to make a community impact. And so while I was coaching this, I created a, uh, I was, I was also creating a, a project through the same program as I was coaching and I created a fundraiser for Planned Parenthood that gathered my, uh, my community of women in the music industry in New York city. Uh, I called the show phenomenal women and it featured three female led bands. My producer, the venue owner, the graphic designer were all women in my community. It was an awesome, awesome event. And it really taught me a lot about leadership about communication um, and really like the power of like what can get created when you put your mind to it and get out of your own way. (laughs) Um, But the only way out is through. And so you have to bump up against yourself in order to get through uh, to the other side in a lot of ways that we hold ourselves back and, and don't take action on things that we really want to mean a lot to us. And so that program taught me leadership it taught me like how to create projects um never my wildest dreams would i have imagined myself to be a producer of a fundraiser on that level and it went off so well um that i decided to take that work and you know place it back into my community and start coaching musicians on creating big large-scale projects that involve teams and so they get to experience their careers grow their legacy grow you know income opportunities uh can come to them at that higher level they experience themselves as leaders, which I think is imp- like really important and very empowering for musicians. We yes. so often think of ourselves as lone wolves, you know, incapable, like, you know, already like defeated before you've even started because the arts don't make any money. And, you know, it looks so like pathetic or, or frivolous up against, you know, like big business or conventional careers. Um, but the, the opportunity is to really see like, no, like you, you can create, an enormous impact through art, through your own art and through your own vision. So um, I also found out I was a really good coach. (laughs) Um, Yeah. My coaches were like, you know, like really, really, um, you know, positively impacted by my guidance. And I've also found the importance of being guided through a process like that, like to grow, you cannot do it on your own. You need help. Mm -hmm. Like what you were saying about your community, you've Mm -hmm. got to have that in the form of a coach or a mentor I mean, I've had, I've had up to like three coaches at the same time. Like I'm so into that work and so invested because there, it, it's like at the very least that that coach will be your mirror. In fact, that's really the most important function. The coach should be your mirror and show you like, Hey, like your, your, your ego is showing up again. Your self-doubt is showing up again, you know, like, and everybody hits it like in that, in the growth process of like building out anything People will hit up against their their small selves that tell them, mm-hmm. like, no, stay comfortable. So, you know, no, like, no slight against your friends and, like, the university gigs, but I kind of feel, like, <laughs> sorry for them in a way, like, because it's it's a little more dangerous to, to be comfortable than to be really uncomfortable mm-hmm. and be like, what do I do? And so, like, my forecast, as you asked, for musicians is – this is a time to go inward and really, really look at what has been stopping you. What are your needs? What are your big dreams and goals? And start to look for the ways in which you can start walking towards that, those goals. 
Um, this is not a time to go into survival mode and try and like get out of the industry or find the, the thing that will just make you money tomorrow. Like, no, I mean, if you decide that like in that searching music is not for you, fine, like go and make that choice powerfully, but don't try to duck out just because you're, you're scared, you know, yeah. there is so much opportunity right now to build out your career in a way that looks totally different. Um, I was just talking to a colleague yesterday who was, you know, complaining because like 30% of her studio, so she's a private teacher, like just badass violinist. She's got a great like set of skills and she's got this studio of, of parents that she paid. Um, sorry, she taught by the hour and like 30% of them just like disappeared. And she was so disempowered. And, you know, she's like calling the parents begging to get the kids to practice and all this yeah. stuff. And I was like, have you ever considered that there are students out there who want to work with you because of what you offer? And it's just a matter of finding them. Yep. And you're never going to have to beg another parent to get your kid to practice again. Like start imagining that what you really want to show up in your life is exactly what you should pay attention to so that you start to attract the business and the people, the clients, the you know, the, the collaborators, like in your artistic world too, right towards you. I mean, they'll just like zoom in because they know who you are and they know what you want to go for. But if you're just like, I have to survive. Well, those are the kind of people you're going to find are the ones who are just trying to survive too. Yeah. You know, the parents who are trying to survive teaching their kids violin. They're like, oh, I guess they have to. <laughs> it's, a terrible, it's just a terrible mental picture. <laughs> like, you know, don't survive, Billy, if you don't practice violin. <laughs> <laughs> I know, they're just like, oh, so it's such a bad scenario, right? And like, you know, we, we think so often that like what we attract is just by chance. It's like, well, there was no one no. else available. It's like, no, yeah. you got to take to try right. Yeah. And that's, I, and that, you know, that's, that's like a very Gary Vee thing to say. And, and I kind of had that epiphany at a certain point too, where it's like, stop begging, like stop trying to convince people that are saying no, like just turn, just pivot. Like there's so many yeses out there. All the energy you were going to put into trying to convince somebody that's already a no, like it's probably not going to happen. A fraction of that energy I have found, if you just turn and put it towards yeses, it's like that life gets so much easier it just gets so much easier and and you position yourself for more long-term like just life you know just uh, sustainability oh that way yeah, yeah. that I, that's something that just hit me kind of recently too and when it did i was like sick to my stomach <laughs> almost i was like it was hard to sleep that night i just remember walking down the street and being like god i'm such an asshole <laughs> you know i just wasted so much time and i was so knuckleheaded and what, like one of the things that's constantly iterated in the martial arts, which is another reason why I think you should do jujitsu. Um, they, they always, there's so many parallels to what you've said today and, and like honest, sincere martial arts. Um, it's, it's, it's about, it's not about what you get at the end. So you were talking about envisioning, you know, what you want to be, not just thinking like, Oh, Hey, I want to make this much money or I want to have this notoriety. Sure. Like you need that, that in, you know, you need that like thing you're going after, but it's about the process. It's about who you become along the way. And it's not so much always about what you get, but what you have to let go of. And that was the big one for me, like just pulling the layers of those onions off. It's like, oh, why do I do that? Do I need that? No, get rid of it. What about, oh, don't need that. Shh, that's, 
just like totally a disservice, you know? So then you strip yourself down and like these days it's, if you want to live, you got to be lean. You got to be, uh-huh. you, gotta be able to, you know, <laughs> it's like really like, like spiritually lean. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just like it's physically too. It's not bad. You know, oh, yeah. stop, stop buying dumb shit, especially if you're, uh, you know, if, if your finances have adjusted a little bit and that's, you know, I mean, I learned the hard way hustling gigs. Like, you know, if you, you had to make that money last because uh, you didn't know necessarily when, when the next one was going to come. So it was like, okay, you know, get, get skinny, tighten that belt, you know, it's the skinniest days of my life. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I can imagine. Oh my gosh, I could go on for this. I'm, I'm so sad that we only have. Yeah, no, we'll do it again though. This is, this but... is just the, this is just the, the sprinkle. We're just getting everybody yeah. excited. So before we go, where can people find out information about your coaching, about your music? Yeah, absolutely. Give them, so give them the you, can, you can find me on all the sites, uh, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, look up Kaylee Drain. On Instagram, I'm, I'm uh, Kaylee Cello, um, C-A-L-E-I-G-H, just to make sure you spell it right. <laughs> um, and um, my website, KayleeDrain.com. Um, I'm going to be flooding everything today, actually with a um, announcement for a masterclass I'm holding tomorrow morning, um, uh, 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on unleashing your creativity. So really starting to get in touch with those blocks that are getting in your way from having access to your creative streak, whether you're an artist or you're an entrepreneur, you're you're a creative person in general. uh, It's an important vein of yourself to have access to. So that's happening tomorrow. Uh, and I'll have information on all the sites. You're going to post information on that, on like your Facebook and, and yeah. Instagram and everything. Absolutely. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Any, any parting words you want to leave people with so they can fly away and um, and do? Yes. Go. Uh, my words of wisdom. Responsibility is the most empowering thing you can give yourself. When you are the creator of your own world is when you actually remember that um, you have access to anything you want. That's awesome. Fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on. We will definitely do this again. I'll give you a proper hour next time. (laughs) Yes. Okay, good. (laughs) This is just a warm up. This is just a warm up. And we'll, and we'll, uh, we'll see if Mario can help us out with the audio next time. So we get that extra minute that we lost at the beginning. That would be helpful. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. Take care. We'll be in touch. All right, everybody, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania with Mario Quintero. We'll be back in a few. You're listening to the entrepreneurial web. You're listening to the talking alternative network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. 
tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. I'm the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio, big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Fundraising, board relations, social media, my guests and I cover everything that small and mid-sized shops struggle with. If you have big dreams and a small budget, you have a home at Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Fridays, 1 to 2 Eastern at TalkingAlternative.com. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. All right, everybody, welcome back. You're listening to the Entrepreneurial Web. I'm your host, Jeremiah Fox. Last portion of the show, we shout out to LA to talk to Kaylee Dream. Now we bring it back to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, to be joined by my friend, my old neighbor, my old jujitsu training partner, Mario Quintero. He is the guitarist and lead singer for Spotlights. Super awesome, hard, hard, heavy band. Based uh, based in Pittsburgh now. Mario, how you doing, brother? Good, man. How are you? So good to good. see you. You got that good audio. Damn. <laughs> hey, man. I had, to bring it, I had to step it up for you, you know? I don't know if you were listening at the beginning, but we were all... We, I, I got I a did loud it, but mic I, and everything. I heard You're you mention up, that yeah, there at the we, end. We, uh, like, sometimes too, you know, sometimes it's better to keep it simple, you know? Damn, man. You sound like <laughs> Joe Rogan up in the house. This is awesome. Hey, man, I told you. It's you got to help me out. Well, I'm, I'm on my phone. I'm si- I'm actually sitting in Della. You actually sound my- really good, and your video looks wonderful, so. Well, it's that iPhone 11 Pro Max, baby. <laughs> That's the good stuff. Um, good. You think it sounds okay? The audio sounds yeah. all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. in the cans, it's a little great. weird. And there was, I was saying we, uh, we, we kicked out like 130 lunches this morning. Oh, wow. For like homeless people and hospital workers. That's so And awesome, the guys man. are cleaning up in the back and, you, you know, you just hear like booms clacking <laughs> and like trash cans and stuff. And I was just like, I don't know about this. But it happens, man. It happens. Nice. No, it's you sound good. crisp and clean. I like what kind of mic is that? What are you running on? This is a short SM7. And are, are actually, you going into you going into a board? Uh, not a not a board. I mean, I have a little um, a Behringer XR18, which is like a right. 18 channel interface. And I have the preamp kind of cranked up a little bit and but you're not yeah, going it's straight not, from there to the computer right but that's not like a usb mic like the podcast no 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 mics. it's a, you got it's a legit real microphone yeah. <laughs> expect nothing but the best yeah, how's man. everything going in it, have you yeah i used to go to school with this guy from pittsburgh and he used to call it pittsburgh have you heard pittsburgh. that i think i have pittsburgh. heard that i didn't, like I didn't know if that was like a thing or just like somebody's accent no, no he, I, mean? I mean, it's like an accent thing, but he was like, oh, I'm from Pittsburgh. And I'm, I'm like, where, where is that? He's like, you know, Pittsburgh. Like the, you like, know, it's the weirdest thing. And when we moved here, I didn't realize how close Pittsburgh is to West Virginia and how much <laughs> of like a southern accent oh, yeah. there that exists yeah. here. It's such a weird accent, like of this like Midwestern mashed up with a southern accent. It's, it's kind of amazing. But every once pres- in a while I hear it rubbing off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. No, I, I'm, I'm familiar with that as well. We used, I used to run all like when I was in college, yeah, touring, but also traveling, like going to see Patty as well, who was up in right. upstate New York. I was like cutting all through 
Pennsylvania and I was oh, yeah. doing, I was playing like the college circuit in Virginia. So it was all along 81. Yep. So we would like shoot up through West Virginia and it's nice. No offense. Some strange parts. Hey, some strange, very strange, strange I've seen some very strange signs in, uh, in West Virginia, but you know, l- luckily like once you get into Pittsburgh, especially where we're at, it's, it's really cool. And like, you know, good chill neighborhood, good people. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a good move for you. You guys moved what? It's been less than a year, right? No, actually, it's been like a year and a half now. We moved December 2019. So really, yeah, pretty wow. crazy, huh? It doesn't feel like it, man. It feels no, like no. six months to me, but yeah, yeah, same, same. It's, and it's and by. you were in New York for like ten years or something like that. Close no, to? half that. I was there for about oh. five, a little over five. Um, but you got a you got a great meandering story, yeah. like from Miami, went to Berkeley, San Diego, but like other stops along the way. You nailed it. No, I mean, for me, that was pretty much it. So I grew up in Miami. Okay. Then I went to school in Boston when I was like 21, uh, moved there, lived there for about five years, then went back to Miami for a short period of time and then moved to San Diego for 10 years. And then gotcha. from there to New York. That's where I met Sarah was in San Diego. And then we right. moved to New she's York. She's from San Diego. No, she actually, she's been more places than I have. She grew up oh. in Chicago and ah. then basically lived all up and down the West Coast from like Portland all the way down to San Diego. And then, uh, you know, and then we met there and moved to New York. And Sarah is the bass player in Spotlights and Correct. like bad She's like 110 yeah. pounds, but plays like <laughs> like 350. You're just like, holy shit, all that sound I is I coming. Know. I remember the first time just like I was coming. So Mari and I used to share a, a rehearsal space here in Brooklyn. And yep. I remember coming down the steps <laughs> and hearing this fucking sound and being like, holy shit. And I opened the door and there she is just like banging it out. And I'm like, yep. how? how is like, all that sound coming out of such a small package but uh, i know man yeah that's why Phenomenal. i marry her because i got you man my I favorite get it. bass player I get, I get it my wife is pretty loud too she doesn't play yeah <laughs> um and and so you guys are here in new york and like very active touring spotlights is on the road like a solid three yeah. to six months out of the year right yeah basically man i mean it's varied throughout the years but like things happen really fast for us when we moved to new york um that was 2013. We Spotlights was just kind of like an idea, you know what I mean? We mm-hmm. had just we had written one song and we always wanted to do more with it, <clears throat> but we were playing in another band at the time. Um so when we finally moved to New York and we that's kind of why we went there. I was for me it was more like an engineering purpose. I really wanted to like right. see if I could expand on that and San Diego just for me personally had kind of like a ceiling where I just couldn't I couldn't go anywhere else. I I owned my own studio. I was freelancing. I did everything that I thought I could and was just kind of not going anywhere. So we figured yeah. New York was a good move. Um, and it, it really was like within a year and a half, we were had spotlights up and running and were on tour with, you know, well, maybe two years. We were already we were on tour with Deftones for our first U.S. tour with that band. That's remarkable. So it and was, so, it was and you crazy. guys just opened up for the reunion of Mr. Bungle. Yeah, here yeah. in Brooklyn. Did you guys? You guys just opened up in. It was in, just the Brooklyn uh, show. Just a Brooklyn show, yeah. not the not the West Coast shows. And I was right. at I was at that show at Brooklyn Steel. My oh, ears yeah. were still ringing. That was just like that was crazy, man. That, that was, was so sick. surreal because like yeah. Mr. Bungle, it just took me back to like 
I mean, literally being 15 years old. Yeah. <laughs> you know, 16 years old. With Dave Lombardo and Scott Ian, too. I yeah, was just like, that too this... on top of it. Incredible. And those guys just like, oh just God, rock. They rock like 20 year olds still. And Seriously. they're like, they're like you pushing play for 16. two hours like that. I'd fall like, apart. Scott Ian just <laughs> smiled the whole time. And I was uh-huh. just like, I'm fatigued. How are you not? Yeah, that was fantastic. Know, and man. and you guys are, are slated to uh, go on tour with Fake No More Correct. later this year. Correct. Yeah, it was a tour with Corn uh, and Faith No More that we got oh, added damn. to. Uh, super, another crazy tour that we didn't think we were going to get. And we got, um, and you know, unfortunately with the virus, I think things might get postponed. It's not 100% sure yet, so I can't like confirm that. Right. Uh, people, you know, I think they're kind of holding out hope that maybe there's something that can happen. But these are like arena shows, so I don't, yeah. I don't see that happening <laughs> <Could be tough. laughs> you, know? you guys are gonna do like uh major league baseball and it's just gonna be you it's like the all the music videos from the 1980s like they were yep. <laughs> they were playing in like empty arenas <laughs> and like you guys are just broadcast and everybody will watch from home and you i know. know hopefully i mean i don't know I, I see it from a year a year from now thing people people forget pretty quickly man i mean i hope they don't yeah. i really hope we all remember what happened here and like you know just keep that in mind as we go forward but like, you know, I think things will change sooner than we think. I'm, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm kind of a hopeful guy and an optimist here. usually at heart. But uh, I, I just don't see it being as uh, as crazy as some people make it out to be. And like the music industry is over and this and that. And like, right. even though we're being hit really hard because, we, you know, we make about 60 percent of our income from touring. Mm-hmm. Uh, luckily, that 60 percent. <laughs> Is, is not a lot and we were able to kind of make that up <laughs> with our other jobs or doing whatever you know <laughs> me being a, re- a recording engineer but like uh and, and that's another thing is like growing up doing this we've we all know how to kind of live tight right. and you know how to we're used to this you know i was just saying, saying that yeah, yeah in the last segment it's just like for me being a freelancer for a while and then opening a restaurant, it's like oh, I've dude, just been yeah, behind you know. the eight ball the whole time. I <laughs> just never forever. <laughs> yeah. But it's great because like if I ever hit my stride, it's gonna be amazing because I, I know. know how to live like off a of ramen. You know, it's just like no, exactly. it's okay. we're, we're fine. We're totally fine. I think fine. it gives you it gives you a good perspective on life, man. Like I success and happiness for me, I think is different than it is for a lot of people and for you too, because like I feel like we've experienced it at this level of, I'm not going to say we've ever been struggling because real struggle can be a lot, a lot tougher than what we've done. But like, it it is hard, you know what I mean? And it's when you're, when you're trying to do something you really love and you really care about and you kind of don't back down from it just because you're broke or just because, you know, you can't pay the bills for a month or whatever. It's like you keep trucking along and. Right. And not having that like corporate backing where like exactly. a lot of people they have like oh there's just like this trampoline i can fall on and i'll bounce back up and yeah. we're like looking down it's like damn that's hard ground <laughs> down there but you and i know how to break fall <laughs> exactly i already knew how to break fall before i started training okay right exactly <laughs> so mari and i did uh jujitsu together before before he moved to pittsburgh and one of the main reasons you moved to pittsburgh was because you guys were on the road so much yeah one it was just more central to where you guys were doing a lot of us but also you guys are like in the balkans right so we've only done one european tour and it was it was out there man i mean we got all the way like to like slovakia and romania yeah. and played all those all those countries 
And they loved you guys, right? They seemed oh, like man. so pumped about you guys. Some of those shows were incredible. Those were some of the best shows. Even like I always tell a story like my favorite show of, of that tour was this tiny little town called Chechka in or Chechka in, in uh, Slovakia. And we show up, tiny little coffee shop, like maybe 50 people can fit in there. And, you know, speakers on sticks, no like real PA or anything. We yeah. had to do it all ourselves. Uh, so we were like, oh, man, this is going to be terrible. And all of a sudden it just filled up because there, there wasn't a person on the street when we drove up. And out of nowhere, <laughs> this place gets packed and people were like, you know, uh, not stage diving because there was no stage, but right. like crowd surfing and like just right up on top of us. And that's so, dope. so much fun, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. cool stuff. So you guys, you guys moved, you became more central, but also bills became a little less because we all know New York is expensive as fuck. Yeah, man. And it was just like, killing us, you know, yeah. like, especially like uh, jujitsu was one of the hardest things I had to let go just because when we came back from that tour, that as good as that tour was, we didn't make any money. We ended up kind of losing money. Mm hmm. And uh, just because we mistakes were made uh, by different parties that just didn't make sense and whatever. Yeah, so anyways, yeah. we, I came back and I just there was no way like I, there were no there was no credit card that was going to take those 200 whatever dollars. <laughs> <a month>. <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> so I had to prioritize and, you know, that sucked. And then everything just kind of was coming down at that point. We just. We really had no, we kind of looked looked around and there was really no reason to have to be in New York anymore. Right. Like when we first moved there, it was incredible because we met all these new friends. We like, you know, we started playing all these good shows and things just kind of like blossomed as soon as we got there. But it hit a point where it just kind of leveled out. And so any tough times were just knocking us down and knocking us down. And right. There's a point of diminishing return with all that, right? Living in that, uh, living in Flatbush in that fourth floor wall up was just every day I'd get home and look at those stairs and be like, God <laughs> damn it, man. I'm just, you know, <laughs> go have to do this again. <laughs> and you go back to the dojo and do more class. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> go train exactly. more. Have you, have you trained at all since you moved to Pittsburgh? Um, yeah, so I did. It took me a little Good. bit to kind of get, get caught up to like where I could, but once things leveled out, I, I started training at this place called Stout. It's a, a Henzo affiliated gym. Mm -hmm. And nice. it's awesome, man. It's it's huge. It's crazy to, especially coming from Sun Dojo, like just New York in general. But <laughs> everything's small, like <laughs> gigantic, you know. Yeah. Uh, but really cool guys, great teachers. Uh, you know, I've unfortunately kind of like it was in New York. I've, it's been sporadic just because we're always in and out. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I got it. I once again popped another rib and had to take a couple weeks off, and then we went on Boy. tour, and it was a couple weeks off, and then we came, you know. I've been there. Uh, I know that. So still a blue belt, which I'm totally fine with. I'd be fine yeah, with being it, a white belt. I don't care, you know. Right, exactly. <laughs> Just training. That's the most important part. I don't even but care. Don't it's even been care. it's been good. I've been bummed not to be able to train at all. Yeah. Oh, through this whole thing, man. You know? We got to give. Yeah. Well, I'll save the shout out because we're gonna take a little break. Uh, we'll, if we if we speak about Mike right now, we'll never take a break. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so when we come back, we're gonna talk about Mario's husband. <laughs> Yeah, All right. 20, 25 years. Right? Oh, my God. All right, we're going to take a quick back. quick break. We'll be back in just a minute, everybody. You're listening to the Entrepreneurial Web. All right. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day.
I'm the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio, big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Fundraising, board relations, social media, my guests and I cover everything that small and mid-sized shops struggle with. If you have big dreams and a small budget, you have a home at Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Fridays, 1 to 2 Eastern at TalkingAlternative.com. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your conscious consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. TalkingAlternative.com everybody welcome back last segment of the show you're listening to the entrepreneurial web i'm your host jeremiah fox here with my old buddy mario quintero we did jujitsu together we shared a music studio together he is now in pittsburgh pennsylvania as his hub for his band spotlights actively touring uh prior to the quarantine and before the break we mentioned our 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 brother from another mother <laughs> michael p mike p i hope mike you're listening p. i know mike p he's got to be brought up he's got to be mentioned seriously honorable mention Definitely. one of my main training partners at, in jujitsu since i started four plus years ago awesome dude musician clothing yeah. designer jewelry maker just yeah. he refurbished Jack a cello trades by himself. <laughs> such a freak such a yeah. freak I've learned so a lot that, from that guy over the years, for sure. Yeah, same here, same. So that's how Mario and I connected. They're like, literally, like, Mario's hetero and married to a lady, but this is, <laughs> Mike is his husband. Yeah, <laughs> he's my true husband. And you guys, he's from Miami also. His yeah, actually, we met, we met in Miami. We kind of, so him, he's followed me through half this whole right. moving around the country journey. We, we, uh, we moved to Boston to go to Berkeley together. Uh, we had been playing in bands in Miami for a while and then moved there, started a band. Um, we could, the band split up and he moved back to Miami for like uh, six months or a year and then came out to San Diego as well once I was living out there. And um, yeah, man, he's, he's an awesome dude. He's just uh, one of those, I can't get rid of him, you know? <laughs> As much as he drives me crazy, I can't get rid of him. He's a puppy dog. <laughs> he's, is, is he we, moving we follow to each other, though. That... I can't say it because I moved to New York when he was already there, too. It's yeah, like yeah. something that just keeps kind of happening, yeah. even though we don't we don't yeah. really mean, mean it to. It just, uh, you know. That's hilarious. We help each other so out. So. We, we realized recently that he actually grew up right around the corner from my grandparents' place. My dad's from really? Miami also. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. And... He uh, he lived right in Miami proper as a kid, but I guess around uh, high school they bought a they bought a grove, an avocado grove, 
in Homestead. In South and yeah, in Homestead. And literally, like, I used when I would go down there when I was younger, I would run, yeah. you know, I would jog around their neighborhood, just those right. like long blocks, you know, there were hardly any cars. Yeah. And like, I totally have just like jogged right in front of Mike's parents. house. That's crazy, like, man. I was like, what? Get the fuck <laughs> out of here. It's so funny. It's okay. Enough about Mike. Mike, yeah, we love yeah. you. I miss you. I can't Shout wait to train to with Mike, you again. Man. I know. But me too, man. Back to Mario. It's his show. Get out of here, Mike. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you, you know, you're a performer, awesome band, awesome guitarist. You've done a bunch of crazy performance things, but you're also an engineer and that's been a Correct. real, uh, a real staple for you throughout the years, especially yeah. uh, in terms of like trying to make a gigging audio engineers land much longer, <laughs> more stable jobs. Right. It's like, I mean, you're coveted, <laughs> you know, it's, it's weird, man. I've always, I've always said sometimes there's, there are times that it's almost easier depending on, on oh, where really? you're as the musician. Yeah. It's sometimes it's even easier to be in a band or be, you know, if you're like in our, I think for me, engineering and spotlights are both similar you know what i mean mm-hmm. and, um it, it just when it rains it pours and, and then right. when it doesn't there's just nothing man <laughs> but at least at least especially currently you're able to offer some services still where, yeah like, you can't yeah, been, perform it's been kind people. of the, the saving grace for me right now is just yeah. being able to like still work with people and i i had just you know it's weird I've, this is i've i've talked to other people that this happened to were like like almost like it was like a premonition that something was going to happen so everybody was kind of putting things in place to Mm -hmm. like get ready for this like updating website and i even heard like uh kaylee talking about stuff like that too just before she got off yeah but like i had set up a consulting service on my website to because i just thought i the way recording goes these days everybody records themselves everybody can have some sort of you know small studio in their house that they can like hook up a guitar to maybe play some drums whatever and uh, and they try and kind of put that all together themselves, but not everybody knows how to use all this equipment and how to yeah. mix the music and make it sound. And I remember, I know how frustrating it is when you're trying to get that sound and you can't. So like, instead of like, you know, and people don't have money sometimes to afford like a full mix or, you know, a full, mixing a full record can be really expensive. So uh, it's basically just like a hand-holding tool for people. Like, you know, you pay me hourly pretty much depending on what we're doing and i just i'm there for you through text zoom with zoom it's been great because i can actually get on the on the person's computer and like control their their uh computer and like yeah whatever know, eq a guitar for them and sh- yeah. show them what i'm talking about specifically and it's gone a long way like guys that i've started with a few weeks ago or have just like really like hit their stride and learning a lot and uh, it's 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 really cool it's been and it was something that i didn't know would work and this kind of made it work and now i mm-hmm. think it'll continue working because of this so that's fantastic that was interesting yeah yeah i mean it's like when you no matter what like it's been the same for me here at della you know having to change <laughs> we were in dining room you know exactly i <laughs> can't do that anymore yep. and we didn't do delivery and takeout really it was not that kind of place right. you know and like now yeah. it's a hundred percent and i you know <laughs> I, I didn't see that coming and I, I didn't know what was going to take place, but I had that feeling too. Like, right. We're on shaky ground just in general, yeah. you know, it was yeah. just, I, I know for the music industry and for hospitality and the same, like, you know, oh yeah, lots of restaurants are just going to disappear. It's just like the, Dude, the, 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 out, yeah. the outlook is grim, but then there's like, I'm like, we're it, like, 
I'm gonna be fine. This is this place is yeah. gonna be fine, you know, like whatever. Yeah. And I, I know a number of other people that, that feel the same way, but as especially as a musician, but like no matter what business you go into, you kind of have to be a little diversified where it's like you might be yeah. hot gigging for a while and that might be great, like really great. And you might be like, Man, that's it, I'm good. I'm like, yeah. nope, you're not good. Nope. You always gotta have <laughs> those other little things. What about um like album sales? Are you guys still are, are people still buying like merch and stuff for spotlights? Yeah. And, like, I mean, right I, now? it's been, surpri- it's been surprising. So we did, we did a little series and we're still kind of working on it. We put out a few cover songs just on Bandcamp. I saw that. Yeah. When this whole thing started and man, it like, you know, it's not insane. It's not crazy. Like we can't live off it, but yeah. the fact that people are so willing to just like donate and, um, you know, and it's nice to be able to give them something too, like give the fans something sure. to kind of keep, keep people excited and and interested but yeah it's uh it's been pretty good i mean you know record i i don't really know record sales because a lot of our most of our records are through the labels so like Mm. you know i don't really get to see all those numbers except for like once a year i think right give me like (laughs) your annual report yeah exactly (laughs) Uh, and i usually don't want to see it right (laughs) don't worry about it don't i don't need to know (laughs) <laughs> but but that is a component at least as an artist where it's like you oh, can be sure. making money yep. some and that's like you just said you know you, you what you got from like the band camp thing it's not enough to live off of but you're staying top of mind you're engaging yeah. with people and, and like you're getting some money i yeah, mean it helps that's I like mean, it's not nothing it's it's, it's right? been it's been more than i a lot more than i expected put it that way and uh that's so awesome and again, so, I think it's like what you were talking about and what Kaylee was talking about. Like you, you need to learn to kind of like diverse, diversify. I'm in a band and I'm a musician. This is it. You know, like we tour, we make records. Like, no, what else can you do as a band? Like, can you help people in a way that'll kind of help you out too? Like, mm-hmm. or uh, as an engineer too, trying to do things that I've always kind of had to do that, I think, just because I didn't really luck out and start getting big clients and like, uh, I didn't really follow the the path of like an assistant engineer, then go to like head engineer at, at some giant studio in New York right. and kind of follow that thing. So I've always just been kind of faking it till I make it in all these different places. And that's what's helping me now, I think. <laughs> Good. Know? Good. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've moved a lot and that's it's always hard when you relocate. Like I did right. the same thing a number of times, especially as a musician trying to get set up in this town and yep. like, OK, I got to set up in this town. And it's like. You feel like you're fucking starting all over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you hit it, you're going to hit it for sure. Yeah. Cool. We got one minute left. Where can people find out about your services, the band? Um, So for for me personally, the the studio stuff is at audiomq.com. That's my website. It's got all the info there and uh, contact. And then for for Spotlights, I believe our Facebook is Spotlights Band. Mm -hmm. And Instagram is Spotlights Music. Um you know, any Google. And what label, what's the label you're on? The the label is Ipecac Recordings. So So they can, they can find stuff there. And that's like up there. You can look at our band camp. Our band camp has all that, all our records on there too. And all our merch and whatnot too. Cool. So spotlights on band camp, spotlights band. It's spotlights.bandcamp.com. Gotcha. Awesome. Dope. Well, thank you so much for coming on, man. I'm glad. uh, glad, Yeah. My pleasure, man. Glad to hear you're doing good. Same. And uh, give my best to Sarah and all your animals. How many animals do you have? We'll do. We have five cats and two little dogs. So Jesus, <laughs> that Christ. was another reason leaving New York was good. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> they amazing. Have more room, more room to roam. Right. So tell me when you get again, the chickens. <laughs> oh yeah, we've thought about it. Trust me. 
<laughs> awesome. Well, you take care, brother. You too, man. Say hi to Patty for me. I will. And all of you listening, you take care. We'll check in with you next week. You're listening to the Entrepreneurial Web. Peace out. Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. I'm the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio, big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Fundraising, board relations, social media, my guests and I cover everything that small and mid-sized shops struggle with. If you have big dreams and a small budget, you have a home at Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Fridays, 1 to 2 Eastern at TalkingAlternative.com. Hey, all you crazy listeners, looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. 